What's going on, Niner fam? This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. I'm Peter Lucas, and I got with me, you kind of know who I got with me just by looking at the mask. I got Jay in the Bay with me today, so you know the energy is going to be high. Jay, I'm so excited to have you on today. Like, uh, why don't you tell all the Niner fam like where they can find you on the socials? Absolutely. First, I got to greet the Niner family and greet Peter Lucas. I got to say faithful. What's good? It's your boy, Jay in the Bay. And pleasure to be on with you tonight on the Niner Fanatic Podcast, man. And people can find me on IG, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube under Jay in the Bay. And uh, it's a pleasure to be on with you tonight and, and talk some Niner football, man. Let's get it. Yeah, dude, I'm so excited. Like, I, I love your show. Like, I love the energy, and uh, it's uh, appreciate that. Yeah, it's just a pleasure to have you on. But, like, so we finally got today, like, uh, we find well, not today, well, I guess today, we finally got today, like, kind of a finalized roster, right? Finally, yeah. And, and I'm sure there's probably still going to be like one or two moves before, before week one. Um, but I think that the most, obviously the most important one, the one that the, the thing that everybody's talking about, it wasn't even the roster cuts. It was, of course, it had to have something to do with Jimmy. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Jim, so Jimmy ends up back on the squad. Not that he really ever left, but we couldn't, we couldn't trade him like uh, now. And, but now he agreed to uh, bring a salary down to six and a half million. Now he's the backup for Trey, and they've made it very clear that he is the backup. So, how do you feel about that? About that, and like, uh, are you on the ledge like every, like all the other Niner fans and like Niner Twitter? Whew, man, you're coming out the gate with the tough ones. And I must say, that is a sick intro you have, by the way. Oh, um, dude, but I appreciate it, it. No problem. In regards to the Jimmy G situation, I think. Let's do a little revisionist history. Let's go back to February of this year. I don't think any Niner fan would have thought that Jimmy G would be back on this roster. Mm -hmm. Jimmy G this offseason, basically, he's been present at the facility doing his own throwing program, but he hasn't really been involved with the team. He didn't have a playbook. Um, and as I said before, he was, you know, working out on his own. Shanahan basically said, hey, this guy is the fourth quarterback on the depth chart. And the 49ers had no intention of keeping Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G having the shoulder surgery at the time he had, it definitely affected his, his trade value. Uh, you know, what team would want to trade for a player that can't throw a football, you know, at, at, at yeah. the time that the trading was going on. So the 49ers um, get Jimmy G to reduce his salary by two thirds. You know, he was scheduled to make about 27. Now he's down to six and a half. With incentives, he can bump that up to about 16. But I think it's a – I understand the logic behind the move. Jimmy G is much better than Brock Purdy and Nate Sudfeld. And not only is he better, he has the experience, you know. Shanahan mm -hmm. even mentioned, hey, I was ready to go into the season with Trey and Brock Purdy as the backup, as the number two quarterback. I don't know about you, Faithful, but I don't think that would be a good idea. It's almost like the blind leading the blind. And uh, I'm glad Jimmy G is on the roster. Uh, in Shanahan's tenure with the 49ers, he's only had one season where uh, the quarterback started every game, and that was in 2019. Every other year, there it's basically been like, uh, you know, Jimmy G starts the season, he gets hurt. You know, Nick Mullins, C.J. Beathard, Trey Lance came in a few games last year, so – 
I think that's something else we need to take into consideration. You know, hey, we got a reliable backup behind Trey Lance. I just hope that Kyle Shanahan gives Trey Lance a legit opportunity. I don't care if Trey Lance struggles. Uh, he should be out mm -hmm. there every game if he's healthy. Obviously, if he gets hurt, yeah, you put Jimmy in there. But uh, Trey Lance should get a legit shot. Um, and I, I also understand the other side where 49er fans have Jimmy fatigue. And that's real. The Jimmy <laughs> fatigue is definitely yeah. real. But I feel it right now. Like, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm not going to lie. I, I wanted Jimmy gone. I just wanted number 10. I appreciate what he did for this team. He made this team mm -hmm. relevant. And I know some people say Jimmy's garbage or whatever. Um, unfortunately, Jimmy did not rise to the occasion when we needed him to at the biggest moments. I don't think there's any denying that. But when Jimmy was healthy and on the roster and under center, hey, we were in contention. Two NFC championship appearances, one Super Bowl appearances. There's no denying that. He has, he has a career winning record. So I totally understand the logic behind the move. It's just unfortunate that there's going to be noise, the outside noise. Oh, Trey Lance threw an incomplete pass. Oh, Trey Lance threw an interception. We need yeah. to allow Trey Lance to have the bumps in the road. He's he's basically a rookie quarterback. Let's be real. He's a rookie quarterback. So allow Absolutely. him to have the bumps in the road without second-guessing the decision. And I, I hope that Trey gets a legit shot. Yeah, I'm I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Like, and I mean it's it really just comes down to this. Like, we gave we allowed Jimmy to take us to three and five at the beginning of last season. There's right. no reason to just panic if Trey comes out the gate a little slow. Right. There, I don't think that they will. Honestly, I think that we are at the point now to where Kyle knows what he wants, and he's said it over and over again. And I think Kyle is really the one between him and Lynch that you can trust. Right. <laughs> like, because Kyle don't lie. The right. Lynch will lie. But like yeah. Kyle, if you pay attention to the things that he says, he's not going to, he, everything that he says comes to kind of fruition, even when we don't necessarily agree with it. But I just think that he said all along that this is Trey's team at this point. I mean, I think that Jimmy only comes in if there's an injury. Right. And which obviously we, we do not want to see with uh, with Trey. He had some uh, he had a finger issue and a knee issue last year, and I, I just always fear that with uh, with the running style. But like, uh, but I don't. I think that Trey is. I think I think it's just going to be a lot different this year. And I think yeah. Kyle is prepared is prepared for to have him back there. I don't think last year he was prepared to even have him like a, he have like a game script for him. So this year, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be Trey until the wheels fall off. And that's that's really what it comes out. Jimmy, I think that this is a win-win for the 49ers. I know that a lot of people are looking at this like, you know, we just want Jimmy gone. But I don't think any of us thought that Jimmy would take a pay cut to, uh, to come back and beat and agree to be the backup. Right. Like, uh, I don't think any of us thought that. And no, it's uh, so it was just, I mean, it is what it is. Like when you have an opportunity to have two starters, one agree to be your backup, I think you have to go with that, especially one that knows the system, knows the team, and and that we can have confidence that at least he knows the offense. He can run the offense. Right. So we might not necessarily think that he can guide us there, and that's why we've got Trey there. We're right. we're hoping that he has that he has that uh, that next level in him, like uh, to get to make those throws that Jimmy just can't make. Now, what oh, we got to see now from Trey is can he make the throws that Jimmy makes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, those little those little e easy ones that he kind of 
He's got he's just got to get that uh he just got to get that fastball and take it down to a changeup every now right. and then. Like no, absolutely. That. Absolutely. He's got to get polished and the only way he yeah. gets polished is he needs snaps. Like you look at Brock Purdy. I know people were obsessed with with Purdy mania, uh but Purdy he looked comfortable when he was there. He was making throws and I think Trey Lance can get there. He's just, you know, Purdy what started all four years at Iowa State. Um, he, you know, Trey doesn't really sniff the amount of games that that Purdy has has uh, played. So uh, I think Trey Lance, the Trey Lance we'll see from week one to week 12 will be totally different. And I think he's going to get just like anything in every walk of life. The more you do something uh, to the best of your ability, usually the better you'll get at whatever task you're doing. And I, and I think, um, you know, that holds well with Trey Lance. But I got to say, what's good to Grandizer and Redder. Thanks. Thank you guys for tuning in to the stream tonight. And make sure you hit that like and subscribe button to Niner Fanatic Podcast. And also, I would I would um, harken back really quick to the schedule. So we have two, let's, let's call it easy games on paper at Chicago, uh, home against Seattle. Those should be two games that we win. And I think those are those are layup games for Trey Lance. And I think Kyle Shanahan and Lynch, they should be right on paper. Um, There's no easy game, really. You still got, you know, hey, the Bears put their pads on the same way the Niners do. Um, You know, those guys get paid just just like the Niners do. So on paper, it should be an easy game. The, the, The 49ers are more talented than chicago and seattle but you still have to um you still have to go out there and execute the game plan and the great thing about trey and the the 49ers he doesn't have to carry this team he doesn't have to throw the ball 40 to 50 times we're going to run the ball we we kept uh you know four running backs plus juice so total of five uh we're going to run this ball you know 30 35 times maybe even 40 times a game and trey can you know throw 20 to 25 passes work off play action and i think that's that works best for you know, a rookie quarterback. You can go back to Russell Wilson in Seattle. He was handing off the ball a lot. Um, so that's just an example. But I think the, the offense will work well under Trey, and uh, it's going to be a collaborative effort. It's not going to be Trey doing everything by himself. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the thing. Do you, This is the thing. Do you think that um, – do you think that there's a possibility that he could get traded like midseason when somebody because we all we all know that injuries happen and uh, and it's never it's never fails that a team just all of a sudden needs a quarterback and they're willing to to trade assets. Now, with this is the thing with uh, with Jimmy, and I think this is why it's a win win for the 49ers is not only did they save the cap space, but now that by keeping him now at the end of the season, if uh, if they let him walk, they get a third round compensatory pick. Yep. Now that means that anybody that wants to come and get him got to come off of a third, at least a third round pick. That's the floor, right? right. And probably more than a third round pick. So it's. Uh, do you think that that, that anything like that happens, uh, or do you think that they just they just roll with Jimmy? I would be I would be surprised um, unless there's like a Sam Bradford uh trade I, I remember i think uh the eagles i don't know one of their quarterbacks got hurt and then they traded for sam bradford they gave up like a first round pick i mean if a team offers up a first round pick for oh jimmy g then yeah, it's oh like God. hey like, the, yeah, the niners just... yeah the niners should do it right i think that would that would make sense 
but yeah. I, I think this roster is better with Jimmy G on it. He is one yeah. of the best 53 players on this roster. There's no doubt. Uh, you know, he's he's the second best quarterback. I mean, arguably, he's the first best quarterback, you know, in terms of his experience and, and whatnot. So I would be surprised if the Niners traded him. And just like you, I was shocked. I didn't think Jimmy G would, would accept a pay cut. I mean, I, I remember doing shows weeks and weeks ago and just trying to just trying to play it out. Why would Jimmy G take a pay cut? Making 27 yeah. to go down to six and a half. It didn't really make sense. But this is the best situation for Jimmy because there were no other legit trade partners. At least they didn't give up. They weren't able, they weren't going to give up enough assets or, or enticing assets for the 49ers to strike a deal. So essentially there was no deal. Um, yeah. So, you know, Jimmy, hey, I'll take a pay cut. Um, there, there's a possible chance that he will play because, hey, injuries happen. Um, so and I think he knows the system. He, uh, hey, I'm sure he loves living in the Bay Area with the amount of money yeah. he makes, you know. So, hey, it's a, like you said, it's a win win for, for Jimmy and uh, we get a third round comp pick. That's pretty good. Um, we, we've done pretty well in the draft with our yeah. day two, you know, day two, day three picks. So I, it'll probably um, just be another running back. But exactly. I know. You know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not. Ho hopefully the Niners shed ahead and learn their lesson, man. We don't need uh, to I don't. Right Shanahan is a very stubborn man. I, I yeah. just don't I don't think he'll ever learn his lesson from and come off of what he wants to do. He's always going to do what he wants to do. I think he's shown yeah. us that. But I'm shocked that, that I'm shocked they cut Trey Sermon. Oh, man. I, yeah. you know what? I was on my earlier shows. I've been calling for Trey Sermon to get. I, I thought that he would he should be cut. I didn't yeah. think that they would do it. Right. Uh, Like but. But yeah, no, I was pleasantly surprised that they had learned from uh, from years past of holding on to those right. those higher draft picks and and kind of wasting time because. But I, I'll tell you what helped them along is, I mean, Jordan Mason, <laughs> Jordan Jordan Mason, like TDP. I th I felt like he was learning as he was going, but Jordan Mason, like uh, that. I don't care what what uh, level of guys you're playing against. Yeah. When you put tape, when you put tape up like he put in during this preseason, I mean, I think it made it easy. It made it an easy call for them. Yeah, like, and he probably wasn't going to clear waivers, so they were like, yeah. "We have to keep him on the team." And he's like a bowling ball, you know. Uh, just you know, guys don't want to tackle him, and it's going to take yeah. more than one guy to bring him, you know, to the ground. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately though, yeah, for um, Trey Sermon, it didn't work out. He just didn't fit the scheme. I'm proud and surprised that Shanahan actually made that move uh, mm -hmm. because he didn't fit the system. And let's be real. The only reason he was still here is because he's a third round pick. If he had been a seventh round pick, I don't think there's any way he would have made the active roster, um, you know, yesterday. So um, but the 49ers had bigger needs so that so they had to yeah. make a decision. And you said you said it right there. He wasn't a fit for this system. Yeah, I think that he is going. He went to the Eagles, and uh, and I think he's gonna fit better in their system because he's more of a power gap guy, and they have more of a power gap system. Yeah. I think that he's gonna be a better fit for them, and so I don't want Niner fans to sit there and, and like if he starts showing out to be like, oh, we should have never let him go because <laughs> honestly, he just wasn't fitting the 49ers system. Yeah, and uh, so I mean, don't. It is what it is. Sometimes guys just aren't a fit and you got to right. move on. And sometimes they work out better somewhere else. So right. kudos to the 49ers for just letting, recognizing it and letting, and letting him go. Absolutely. But, but yeah, like, so I guess the 53 is set now. Do you, do you think this is the final roster or do you think they still try to add somebody? And where do you think that they might try and add somebody? 
if if they add someone, it could be the free safety position. I, you know, I know Jimmy Ward; he's going to be out the first month. Uh, I'm not sure who, what, what free agents are out there at that free safety spot, but uh, there's not a lot of experience, um, you know, in the secondary. We know Huff; he's he's entering, uh, you know, his first season as a starter at the strong safety spot, and then Tavarius Moore. You know, he's been here what since 2018, 2019, I believe. So yep. he's got some experience, but I don't think he's the best guy, uh, you know, at that position to play free safety. So we we got uh, Odom, George Odom, mm -hmm. a free agent, but he's more of a special teams ace. He has started games at the safety position when he was with the Colts. But other than that, we don't have like the captain, you know, the longest tenure yeah. 49er Jimmy yeah. Ward. So there's going to be, you know, uh, uh, you know, there's going to be a void there. And not only from Jimmy Ward, what he brings on the field from a physical standpoint, um, just knowing where guys need to line up, but also he can help Huff. You know, <laughs> Huff is in his first year starting. So, uh, hey, Jaquiski Tart, I know he's out there. Uh, but, you know, I wouldn't mind bringing Tart back for sure. I wouldn't mind bringing him back. Um, you know, he's an experienced guy. He knows the system. He's played in a lot of big games. So I definitely uh, wouldn't mind that. I got to say, though, what's good to Blue True? Thanks for tuning in tonight. Yeah, so and I appreciate everybody in the chat. Like, uh, I love that everybody getting active in there and we don't always have time to get to all the questions. But uh, but I'm going to I'm going to ask this one for. Uh, for Josh Boraz, uh, he has a question for Jay, who's going to score more touchdowns this year, Miles uh, Miles Sanders, Trey Sermon, or Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> What's good? What's good, Josh? How you doing? Uh, it's definitely going to be Miles Sanders. I believe he's the starter in Philly at the running back position. So, yeah, he'll he'll definitely score more touchdowns if he stays healthy. That's for sure. And hopefully, I don't know how the rest of the the Niner Empire feel, but hopefully, I don't I don't want to see Jimmy G. Uh, in any games this year i think that would be a best case scenario for the 49ers uh what's good hey leave his world i think that'd be best case scenario for the 49ers i want trey to get as many snaps as he can get because we know trey lance is the future uh present and future of this team so i you know i only want to see jimmy unless trey gets hurt and hopefully that doesn't happen yeah absolutely i agree with that and so why do you think they didn't choose to they chose not to bring tart back what is Tart radioactive, like uh, I, I feel like he's. Uh, I mean, he knows the system. Right. He knows the system. He's not terrible. He wasn't right. terrible for us. I mean, he had injury issues, but why did? They, and this is the thing: he has the speed to be able to to cover for. I feel like to cover for Jimmy also to be at least serviceable in that spot. Yeah. Like, uh, why do you think they just don't want to bring him back? Well, throughout his tenure with the Niners, he. He did battle injuries, so, you know, reliability and, you know, they say availability is the best ability, and, and that was, you know, hey, he, he was lacking somewhere in that in that department. Mm -hmm. um, also, I'm sure he doesn't want to take, you know, he, he doesn't want to make the vet minimal. You know, he, I'm sure he wants to make more than that. And the 49ers, we can afford. If you want to pay them $3 million, whatever, like the 49ers can do that. I think we have about $7 million in cap space. But – I think that that dropped interception. I know, hey, some fans say, hey, I'm glad that he accepted responsibility and, and he owned up to it. And other fans are like, man, how could you drop that? Uh, you know, that could have changed the complexity of the game. Um, but I think that's part of it. And also, I think the 49ers, they wanted to ride with Huff. I think that's the yeah. main reason that they, they drafted Huff. He's a, a great special teamer and they want to give him an opportunity to 
you know, um, perform in the in defensive sets. And I, I think he is a thumper. We saw it in preseason. You know, yes. he, gave, he gave that rookie he likes to lay to the NFL hit. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what you need at that strong safety spot. Someone who can play yeah. close to the line of scrimmage, you know, lay the hammer, be be great in run support. And, um, you know, I think there there's a little that leads to be desired with him in zone coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he'll get better as long as the Niners give him an opportunity. And, and as long as he has the tutelage from, you know, the secondary coach, I think he'll get better. So I think the main reason they wanted to give Huff an opportunity uh, to start. Um, but I think I wouldn't mind Tart coming back. Though. I would say that. Uh, I would say that. Yeah. And I mean, I like Huff. Like, uh, I think that he's a very instinctual player. I know that that's like the first word everybody uses with uh, with him. But uh, I just look at Huff and as he's only going to get better as he gets to play more. He's kind of like Trey in that aspect. And uh, and I think that uh, um, that the uh, man, I am blanking on our defensive coordinator's name. Uh, the Miko Ryan's the Miko Ryan. Like, uh, I think Demico Ryan's has a lot of faith in Huff. Like uh, to the point to where he, because he communicates, he's a very talkative guy. I don't know if you heard them on uh, brick, uh, brick by brick, mm-hmm. but he talks a lot all yeah, throughout the game on the sideline. So he communicates a lot, and I think D'Amico Ryan's was really pushing him to be that communicator on defense. So I think that, uh, I think that he's just going to be. I think he's going to show out this year at, at that strong safety spot. But I think that they're going to use a. They had planned on using a lot of three safeties. Right. And I think that that's what the league is kind of moving towards instead of yeah. having those, uh, the, all those linebackers in, but right. yeah, I, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm really, I'm, I'm really kind of upset that they didn't bring Tart back because I just think that he's a guy that could have filled in at least. And he, what he wasn't getting paid on the Eagles. Like, I think he got right, like right. two mil, right? Like, I think they two mil. like, yeah. uh, come on, just bring, I don't just bring know. I don't know. I don't know if Tart would want to come back and have to compete for that starting strong safety spot. That's like true. what, what if the 49ers say, Hey, Jaquiski will bring you back, but you got to compete with Huff. He, he may I mean, you only be willing to accept the starting role with, with starting cash, you know? So that's true. That's you true. know, but, but I like what you said, they will run that three safety look. So they could have, you know, Tart, Odom and Huff back there, or you could put in Tavarius Moore. So, uh, you know, but yeah we'll, yeah, we'll see what happens in the next few days. The only thing is, if they bring in Tart, who do they take off this roster? So that's true. Like, that's, that's uh, well, I mean, thing. I think I think that might spell the end for Todd, uh, what's his name, Gibson, that's on the uh, practice squad, right? Like, right. Uh, uh, I think that they would try and sneak somebody else on the practice squad and just get rid of Gibson. But like, yep. uh, uh, but this is a great question. Uh, follow question: Are the 49ers <laughs> comfortable using Jimmy G in garbage time? Or would it lead to Trey Lance? And I think we're just gonna see old boy uh, Purdy, like in yeah. myself. Like I think yeah. that's what we would see. And I like Purdy. Like uh, I think Purdy was looked really good in the preseason, especially for being a rookie. Uh, like I mean, he made a couple of a uh, couple of Jimmy throws across the middle, like uh, getting picked off by linebackers. But you know, it is what it is. He's a he's a rookie. How do you that's feel about that? That's a great question because. Jimmy G is, you know, an an important part of this team. He's the best backup quarterback in the NFL. And in garbage time, you don't want to risk him getting hurt because then if Trey gets hurt, you got two of the, you know, better quarterbacks hurt and then you got to go with Purdy. But I I just, it would be hard for me to see 
Jimmy not in there. So let's say week one against Chicago, it's fourth quarter, 10 minutes left. The Niners are up, you know, 34 to 10 or whatever. So mm-hmm. I would be because you, you need Jimmy G to, to get in there. You need him to, you know, get the reps. He does have a few new wide receivers he'll be throwing to. Um, a few new running backs he'll be handing off to. See, so he needs reps too, right? He needs yeah, reps. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> maybe I don't know. Maybe you put uh Jimmy in for two series and then you put Purdy in, maybe, you know, but I, I think Jimmy needs his his reps too. Yeah, yeah. I, I look at it as uh yeah, he does need his reps. I mean, because yeah. uh, he hasn't had any offseason, right? Basically, he's just been thrown on the sideline. So right. I mean, I think I think maybe one game or two games, like they might have him. Uh, I think it just depends on what time of the year it yeah. is, like uh, in in my in my opinion. But I think that they want. Uh, I think that's why they're keeping Brock Purdy on the active roster. Not well for a couple of reasons. I think it, that's could be one of the reasons, so that in garbage time they don't have to put Jimmy in. But the right. other reason, of course, is they want that cost control on Purdy's salary. They don't want to release him and then. And then you lose that cost control of having him for like four years at that cheap rate. But, right. uh, but yeah, it's uh that's a, that's a really good question, Josh. Like, uh, and we'll see, like, I guess during the, during the, as the season goes along, but I want to get back to Trey Sermon a little bit. Like, yeah. so he was cut was not, and I don't think it was a surprise to all of us by what we saw in preseason, but was it a surprise when they did it? Like uh, that, they did it a day later than yeah than uh, than everybody else. And do you think that was a little bit of strategy? Yeah, I, I was surprised. First, I was surprised that Shanahan and Lynch owned up to a mistake because we've seen in the past where they mm-hmm. kept Jalen Hurd, you know, far far too long. You know, never played a game in the regular season. Uh, but I guess his issue was a little bit different. His was just injuries. But you know, they they kept him. He was, I think, he was also a third round pick. So. Um, I think though, if I had to, I, I think it was planned that way. I think they were waiting to add to that offensive line, and as soon as they they saw someone who could possibly fill a role, they were like, okay, well, we'll bring him on, and and where do we take from? Um, and it was it was Trey Sermon. Unfortunately, he has not, he did not really earn a spot uh, on this roster. Uh, I think he did get better and, and, you know, he was working out in training camp. You know, he, he I guess he had all the, the right signs. I thought the last preseason game, I thought he was decent. Um, it wasn't great at all. I thought he he looked good in, in like the shotgun pistol runs. He looked good there. Uh, but obviously it wasn't enough. And when you have UDFAs like Jordan Mason um, and then you have a third, another third round pick in TDP come on to the scene. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, Trey Sermon became expendable. So I'm wishing him the best. Uh, you know, there's no ill will uh, t- towards Trey Sermon. You know, it just just didn't work out for whatever for reason. Sure. Um, yeah, for sure. Like uh, I, that's I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was them just being a little bit trying to be a little strategic. Like yeah. uh, after everybody was released the day before, I think that they thought they could like kind of sneak him by like as everybody was scrambling to try and get the guys that they already knew were out there that they would just try to kind of just sneak him by. But the Eagles were lurking because apparently they had been uh, trying, the 49ers were trying to trade him to the Eagles earlier. So they were just like, they were just like, Oop, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Don't even have to give up any draft capital now. Nothing. And, uh, (laughs) but what do you think the pecking order for the running backs is going to be now? And, and why? I would say uh, Elijah Mitchell. I think he's first and foremost mm-hmm. uh, the starter. 
Um, I think we know from Shanahan's history, we're going to use every single running back on this roster because unfortunately yeah. guys get hurt. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is back. He's coming back from that, um, that, excuse me, that hamstring uh, uh, injury that he had. Um, next, I would say Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, I think he is yeah. a veteran, polished running back. Um, he, he is a bruiser. He understands the system. And I think he's finally healthy now. And I, I think I think for whatever reason, if Elijah Mitchell wasn't able to go week one, I think Jeff Wilson Jr. would get this start, um, in my opinion. That's what I would do at least. Um, third and fourth, I would probably go TDP Jordan Mason. I think they're, in my opinion, they're interchangeable. Um, both young guys, both with a lot to prove, both have a similar running style. They're both bruisers. Um, definitely it's going to take more than one guy to uh, bring them down to the ground. I'm interested to see who's going to be the third down running back. You know, we let Michael Hasty go. Hasty yeah. go. Yeah, he was the third down running back the last few seasons. So um, will it be Elijah Mitchell? You know, for a third down running back, you got to be able to assess the whichever defensive lineman or linebacker comes up. You got to be able to block that person, whether it's a blitzer. You got to be able to recognize that. That was one downfall of Trey Sermon. He wasn't good in, in pass protection. So mm. whoever – going to be that third down back it's got to be good in pass protection and they got to be able to catch the ball and i think all these running backs can do that so uh, it'll be interesting to see who's that third down um, back but i think we're going to, i think every running back is going to have an opportunity to eat in this system because you know shanahan doesn't really you know it's funny shanahan i feel like he feeds the hot hand i feel like with elijah mitchell because some people were like well why are you running mitchell into the ground i can remember those conversations last year and Man, have nobody some, else they didn't have nobody else. And I don't think he, for whatever reason, he didn't trust Jeff Wilson Jr. Or maybe Jeff Wilson Jr. just, um, he didn't have his legs under him for whatever reason. Maybe he's still recovering from that injury. So he just wasn't ready. He didn't want to put him out there. And that's why we had to go to Debo. So, um, mm -hmm. so yeah, I think every running back in the system is going to eat. And, um, you know, and, and I'm looking forward to week one, man. Yeah. And I, th this is the thing about Jeff Wilson Jr. So Jeff Wilson Jr. to me, is serviceable he's that's he's gonna hit the right holes yeah. but he's in my opinion he's not explosive and he's he's a he's a backup running back that's what, really what he is and uh and but he can catch the ball out of the backfield that yeah. that was what kept him on the team for as long as it did i feel uh he that he was in the beginning it was because he was the only back that uh the 49ers had that was good at that uh at that texas route Right. Like uh, coming out of the backfield. So it, it's just I think he's valuable in that aspect that any if the if guys start going down, he can fill in and he's going to be serviceable. Right. Like uh, but I th I feel like it's going to be Elijah Mitchell. And I think that they're going to try and go TDP. I've, mm -hmm. I was really encouraged with um, with the way TDP was running in that last the last game, because it seemed like he was doing a lot of the same things that Trey Sermon was doing, which just kind of dancing around, trying to trying to bounce it out when, and he found out that guys are a lot faster at the NFL level, and yeah. they're going to get to him. <laughs> like you can't be, even though they're corners, they can still tackle. Yeah, and uh, and I think that he found that out, and then at, by like the second or third carry of that game, he was just hitting the crease, and like that was, and that's when you saw progress from him. So I think that we may see more of that in like uh, him, especially in short yardage situations. And then Jordan Mason, I think, uh, I think, I think he's gonna have a role. I just don't know what it is because he's mm. good. He's like a mixture of all of them, 
and because uh, he can catch out of the backfield, yeah. out of the backfield, and uh, the, all of the beat writers had been kind of saying that he looked good all off season, all preseason, all training camp, and so he's been the one that looks the best. And I don't know if that's by design or what or how that why that is, but I mean the kid runs with heart. I think we all can see that absolutely. And and uh, so it's I just think it's going to be. I think by the end of the season, I think that Jordan Mason is going to have a role in this offense. Uh, I just don't think that that's going to happen early. I think that we're going to have to probably wait till week five, week six. Somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah, we no, have, they always do. They always yeah. do. So not that we wish uh, injury on anybody, but it always happens. And then I think that that's when jo- uh, Jordan Mason's going to get his chance. And I don't think that this kid. I think that this kid has shown that if he if you give him a chance. He's going to show out and like, and that's how he's going to get his role on this team. No, absolutely. Got to say what's good to Roberto. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Um, it's it's kind of hard to judge what Shanahan looks for. It seems like the preseason doesn't matter. It's all about what you do in practice. And obviously we can't see every practice for, mm-hmm. we have, we have some YouTube content creators who are able to go to every practice and post yeah. what's going on. Definitely grateful for them. But like you look at a um, a Tanner Hudson who you know he he basically balled out in the preseason yeah, right yeah. but but we know Shanahan values blocking and we know that Warner and Dwelly are basically better blockers than Hudson but I like what Hudson brought to this offense from a receiving standpoint and I wish we would you know obviously we got the best tight end in the NFL in Kittle but I wish we would use um, you know Dwelly and Warner as pass catchers as well because I think a tight end could be a safety blanket for the quarterback so. For sure. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this running back room plays out. Uh, but we've seen you look at you go back to Mike Shanahan. You know, he had uh, Alandis Gary. He had uh, Mike Tatum. He had all these different thousand yard Mike Anderson. Like he had all these different, you know, thousand yard runners. And I think the same will go with the 49ers offense. I don't think the run, the 49ers under Kyle Shanahan have had a running back. It's been a different running back every year. Yeah. That's led the team in carries from you know Moster to Brita. Um, um, I'm blanking, but Jeff Wilson Jr., he had his time. Um, yeah, you had Brita, you had Tevin Mitchell. Coleman, Tevin you Coleman, had, exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, Jarek McKinnon at one point, yeah, and Jared, uh, yeah. He, he contributed a little bit that now, he, now he's a star, a very little bit, Chiefs, a very yeah. little bit. Yeah, he didn't contribute for us at all, right, but right. but he's gonna go into the Chiefs and start not and running guys over now. Exactly. Like, okay, he's re, he's re, he was rejuvenated with the Chiefs, oh, you know. Sometimes a, like a change of scenery, you know, can do that, <laughs> but also his back was, I guess you could say his back was against the wall, you know, with the Chiefs. It was a one year deal, it's kind of like a one year prove it deal. And he, he definitely redeemed himself. Hey, happy for, for sure. him. I just wish he would, uh, you know, when he was with the Niners, it wasn't really his fault. He dealt with the injuries and he couldn't really, you know, you know, come back from it with the 49ers. So, you know, hey, yeah. I'm happy, though, that, you know, he's doing well with the Chiefs. Yeah. And I feel, I, I, yeah, like I feel you on that. It's just, you know, it's disappointing, especially we paid him. Yeah. And oh, like, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. That's the thing. Chiefs <laughs> didn't have to pay him. We paid right. him. Right. And like uh, that, that was, I'm just a, uh, and I know it's not my money, but like uh, it's just like when you you the guy like that takes up cap space and everybody's kind of like iffy about the about the guy at the time when they yeah. got him because yeah. they thought he was kind of washed like. Uh, but it is what it is. It is what it is. We're here now. And I would yeah. say that this running back room is probably the most 
uh, talented and the most stout uh, running back room I think that we've had. <laughs> like, uh, I, I don't think I can't remember. I mean, all those guys that we mentioned, yeah. none of them were as like big and as like strong as this as the as this group. Yeah, and I, I just think that it's. I think it speaks to what they're going to do this season. I think that they are just going to run the hell out of the ball. And uh, I heard they're even, even uh, trying some triple option stuff in practice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just think that they're going to, they're going to, and to think of Trey throwing the long ball out of a triple option is just kind of scary to even think about, but absolutely <laughs> like, uh, but, but yeah, it's uh youth. Do you, were you surprised at, uh, at hasty clearing waivers so quickly? Um, he looked good I mean, all I mean, off season. Yeah, he, he looked good all off season and, and through preseason. But the thing about waivers is, you know, in order for you to claim a player off waivers, basically he has to be better than who you have, and you have to promote him to the active roster. So I was a little surprised. That's what I'm saying. Um, that he was claimed, but I mean, he he showed out. I mean, I think he's been pretty pretty good with the 49ers. I'm glad he's going to get the opportunity with the Eagles. Uh, it sucks that we couldn't keep him, but. Um, uh, he went to the Jaguars. He went to the Jaguars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Jamichael Hasty. Really? Did. Yeah. He went, to, he went to the. Uh... Uh, Sermon went to the Eagles. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Yeah, about that. Sermon yeah. went to the Eagles, <laughs> and uh, Hasty went to the Jaguars. Okay, like, okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so... they've got two good backs. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, and Travis Etienne and uh, and uh, what's the other guy? And uh, man, I had him on fantasy last year. Uh, but they got another guy like okay. uh, that was an undrafted free agent, but he but he was a thousand yard back. So, uh, I mean, Hasty's going to have that. He's probably going to have that third down role like uh, but but I was surprised. I was surprised yeah. that they uh, that they would just grab him so quickly with all those guys out there. Absolutely. They, they saw value in, in Hasty. They picked up on it, you know, for sure. So another guy we're going to talk about another guy that they picked up in Blake Hans from yeah. Cleveland. Uh, and how important of addition an addition do you think he's going to be? And is it and is it significant that he made the fifty three man roster and not the practice squad? Absolutely. You know, uh, Blake went undrafted in twenty nineteen. You know, he started mm -hmm. eight games last year with Cleveland at right tackle, and I think there is some you know, there's question marks with, with Mike McGlinchey at that right tackle spot. You know, he dealt with the quad injury last year, it ended his season, and now he's got a um you know a, a troubled knee i'll say um yeah. so i think there's definitely question marks with him regarding week one and and for the entire season and the 49ers were not satisfied with meals i think he was cut um and we saw i think it was justin school was at the right tackle spot i believe um and, and he got cut as well so the 49ers definitely needed to add depth at that at that tackle spot um and and we'll see what he can do uh i saw a few content creators put up you know, a, a highlight package, if you would call it that, of uh, <laughs> Blake Hintz. And uh, yeah. hey, he, he looks solid. He was going up against, you know, Joey Bosa. So, you know, hey, he he, he held up well there. Um, and um, I think he could compete at that right tackle spot for sure. And uh, I think it's great that he made the 53-man active roster. And I mm -hmm. think it goes to show that there's really a question mark with Mike McGlinchey going forward. And it's unfortunate because he's going into a contract year. This is his last year. He wants to make generational wealth just like Trent Williams. Not that he's <laughs> that type of player, 
he ain't making hey, no Trent Williams. Yeah, he ain't making. He ain't making <laughs> trip. But uh, you know, he he's he's striving to make to to get a significant increase in what he's making now. I think it's like ten million or whatever. So you know, if he can make more than that on a multi-year contract extension, that would be a best case scenario for McGlinchey. But who knows if he'll be able to make it through the entire season? And it's, it's unfortunate because I think he's been. I don't know if I can say he's lived up to the first round uh, no. pick by the Niners, because if you live up to the first round pick, you would expect a contract extension with that same squad. And I would be surprised if that happened. So I think he was a solid pick. I think at his best, he's a great run blocker. And I think out of, you know, 40 out of 45 pass attempts, McGlinchey would do just right. Right. Uh-huh. And then third down and nine. It's exactly when you don't need him. Exactly. The time we don't need a sack, we don't need a penalty, and then McGlinchey will do that. And unfortunately, that's all we remember. Um, But I think McGlinchey is solid. I I think he is one of the better right tackles in the league when healthy. We'll see. We'll see if we, you know, see that this season, though. Yeah. And I mean, he's he's one of the best run blockers in the league. Yeah. Like, I mean, in this kind of system. Yeah, like, but this is the thing. This is the, the reason why I'm going back and forth about does he make it back next season? Because uh, I think the only reason why he may not make it back next season is because of his injury issues. Yeah, uh, he's had some real problems with injuries the last couple of years. And uh, but but Kyle actually likes those those uh, linemen that can as long as they can run block. He doesn't yeah. really put a premium on pass blocking. Like I think Trent Williams is really the only offensive line that we got that that's really good at pass pro that's yeah. really good at both so i think he really kind of more trusts in that run blocking and then you just got to give me something just put a body just be just make him go around you something like uh right. in, in pass pro but uh and like you said it's not he's not always bad in, in pass pro he just it's always when you least need it that he's right. like uh, he just whips or something <laughs> random yeah, and, uh, but but yeah, like I think Hans, this guy Hans is. I don't think people should be ridiculously excited about it. But I asked a few guys on Twitter. Uh, I asked a few of the Browns fans uh, about about Hans, and they were really upset about losing him. They mm. thought that he was he was like their their Daniel Brunskill. Ah, okay. They thought, okay. They, thought of, they thought of him in that in that respect. So. To have like two Daniel Brunt skills that can kind of fill in across the line because right. this guy's even played some center. Wow. And uh, so it's to have two of those guys on your squad that can just kind of plug holes when you need to. I think that may be pretty valuable. And uh, and it might be he always this guy, Hans, was always on practice squads and they would bring him up when they need him. But he's got like 17 starts. Yeah. So it's I think that I think that it was a really good pickup. And I think it was really good value for what they for what they got. And I think that I think that they're planning on starting McGlinchey on week one. But re- realistically speaking, I don't know how long he'll be able to go. I like uh, because he he was looking kind of ginger in the videos that I saw him playing yep. in practice. Yeah, during practice. So, so yeah, so, yeah he, we'll he doesn't look he doesn't look hundred percent healthy. And that and no. that. And, I, and unfortunately, in the NFL, you don't get healthier the more you play during the season. <laughs> yeah, worse. yeah so. that's not the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I guess like uh, so I was really kind of surprised at some of the guys that made it back to the practice squad. Mm-hmm. There was a there was a few uh, a few guys that I thought had really good 
off seasons and really good preseason uh, looked good in the preseason. Were you surprised at some of the names or are we just partial to our guys? Cause we see them all the time. I would say we're, we're more partial um, because I think you could look at a handful of guys that are on every practice squad that look good in preseason, but are you good enough to take someone else's uh, spot on a 53 man active roster? Like you talk about, you, you mentioned Jason Poe, you know, he, he went undrafted for a reason. You know, he came out of Mercer. He's, he's, he's showing promise clearly because the 49ers wanted him back on the, uh, on the practice squad. But, you know, I, I think he, he shows some good things, but I think Shanahan really relies on veteran guys. Uh, you could look at last year with Tom Compton. I know Tom Compton, he filled in pretty well for McGlinchey, mm-hmm. uh, but Shanahan loves his, his crafty vets. That's why Brunskill is still on this active roster because he can put mm-hmm. him anywhere, center, guard, tackle, doesn't matter. And he 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 knows he can depend on him. Uh, yeah. I, I'm glad that we got uh, Marcelino McCray ball back. I know yeah. he's undersized at that linebacker spot. The, the Niners only have him listed at 214, which is kind of hard to believe, but it kind of showed when you watch him. He was always around the ball. Uh, he mm-hmm. had an interception in preseason. And he's a guy that definitely could be uh, developed and stay with this 49ers team. Uh, but you never know, right? You never know. Because yeah. another team could, could want to trade or whatever. We've traded linebackers in the past because, hey, Fred, Aziz, Dre, you're not you're not getting in on that. You're not taking <laughs> yeah. one, of their, one of their two jobs, I should say. And, yeah, for uh, sure. But, uh, but um, you know, Aziz and Dre, they're in the last year of their contract. I don't see there's any way that both of them come back next year. So, hey. Maybe Macari Ball. You also got Orm Burks, who we who we uh, signed. He who impressed me good too well. Exactly, was, he was all always around the ball in preseason. Mm-hmm. So um, Flanagan Foles, Flanagan Foles is there. He's he's like the special teams ace. Also Curtis Robinson, who I'm surprised mm-hmm. we uh, I'm surprised we he kept. made it. Yeah, I know. I was surprised. I'm like, <laughs> we have six linebackers. Like, what are yeah. we doing here? But <laughs> but uh, you know that that goes to the, the to tell you the the talent that's in this linebacking core. Um, because we're going to need to replace. There's no guarantee we'll bring one of the two back. You know, what if mm. both leave? Uh, then yep. that that leaves a void. But I, I'll just say this: a lot of teams use the three wide receiver set. So obviously, you're going to be in the nickel package. So you're not going to need three linebackers on the field. You're you're only going to have Fred and one other guy. So that could be Fred and Orm Burks. You know. So, I mean, but we'll see. The, um, yeah, yeah, down the road. So yeah, someone else I was surprised. I'm glad we got wide receiver Tay Martin back. And uh, we also got yeah. Malik Turner back on the practice squad. Uh also cornerback Quantrez and then safety Taylor Hawkins. I'm glad we got those mm-hmm. two back. Uh those are uh, young guys who just need more tutelage. Hopefully they can get some in-game action because unfortunately with the Niners secondary, we know they get hurt. You know, mostly yes. gets hurt. Um, we know Verrett's coming back hopefully uh, after week four. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, injuries are happen and I'm glad we got those guys back, though, for sure. Yeah. And, and you know, Haw- uh, Hawkins is a guy that I was really high on. Like, yeah. I, I was really happy to see that they got him back. Uh, Quantrez Knight is a, is an interesting prospect because I see him as the future as the future barnacle uh, taking mm. over that Dante Johnson spot. Like, ah. uh, because- I'm shocked we got Dante Johnson back. I'm shocked. How can you be? How can you be shocked? (laughs) Like he's the barnacle. He's always going to be here. Yeah, he's like even when they decide, like, okay, Dante, you can't be here. Like we just can't do it no more. Like uh, I, I feel like even when that happens, they're gonna find some way. He gonna be carrying Helmeton or something. Right, uh, right. Somehow. 
he, he's been yeah. cut 50 11 times brought yeah. back 52 times like yeah. man this, but but he's interchangeable you can play him in the yeah. nickel you Any- can play you can play him outside you can play him at safety so hey he knows the system he can do it all yeah that's yeah, what uh, that's- shanahan and, and lynch value guys who are interchangeable who can do who can play more than one position um and that's what they value Yep, for sure. And but that's what I see Quantrez Knight being down the road, like because he's uh, he was actually safety in college and uh, and they they tried him more at corner. He got some reps at safety, but that's that's the kind of role that I see him playing, filling in like uh, here and there, like down the road. But they're they're definitely going to want to sit him on the practice squad this year just to for, like you said, get a little bit more tutelage. And uh, but. There, there was a, there was a couple of other guys that like Malik Turner that right. I was a, that I was really surprised past waivers like uh, that with especially with the Bears lurking out there they didn't yeah. have no wide receivers and uh, and there was a couple other teams that needed that were wide receiver needed that didn't take a guy but the guy we're most I'm most surprised about making it back is uh Kamoko Ture. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. How on earth did he did, did, did the league <laughs> let us get that guy back on the roster? I yeah. I have no idea. No like, idea, uh, but definitely glad they did. Definitely glad no yeah. one picked him Yeah, up. thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, it was uh cuz Kamoko Ture showed out. I mean, though everybody was, was impressed with him. Was Kamoko was he waived or was he released? I, he was because if he's, because if he's released, he could he's an unrestricted free agent. He can sign with anyone. Um, but if he's waived, then he would have to pass through waivers. I don't I don't know about Kamiko's service time. Um I don't I'm not quite sure either. Okay. Like uh I'm not quite sure either. I would have to look it up, but like uh but he was but still but uh but I mean he passed I think he was waived because they said he okay. passed through waivers and he okay and he okay. Uh, went back to the practice squad, so he had to be waived. Okay. Like uh but uh, but yeah, it's it was it's an embarrassment of riches on our pot on yes. our uh, practice squad, and I fully expect I fully expect some guys to get poached off. There's a good thing that we were able to protect four guys, I believe. Right. We're, we're able did, did, they, did they announce which four guys are? I guess protected? they have to announce it every week. Okay. They have to okay. do it every week. Every week. So, uh, and I, I was surprised Willie. I was surprised they brought Willie Sneed back. Well, yeah, because now you have three wide receivers on the practice squad. So, yeah, hey, he's he's a crafty vet. He, you know, he he was taking what punt returns back. I didn't see anything special there, but you know, but he was serviceable. So he's serviceable, like, he's a vet. exactly. And like, uh, so yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Yeah, but uh, but there was uh, there was another guy that I saw that I was, but yeah. Oh, you were talking about Poe earlier. Yeah, uh, I. I wasn't surprised at that. I went as soon as they waved him. I was like, "Well, he gonna be back because the yeah. league's not trying to look for any six feet guards." So like, yeah, uh, yeah, you'd have to have a certain system like Shanahan's to really appreciate, because uh, now guards are almost as big as the tackles, six five, yeah. three three thirty <laughs> plus. Like yeah, so <laughs> yeah, so like yeah. But he looked. I think out of everybody, like he looked, he he looked pretty uh pretty stout. Yeah, like uh, and they said that they that they may. That they, a lot of people would like to see them work him at center and kind of right. develop develop him there because he six feet is probably enough is probably tall enough for center. But right. um, I guess my last guy that I'm I'm really kind of in mourning that did that they didn't even talk about bring, uh, talk about him after they waved him was uh, was Donovan West. Mm, uh, I yeah. didn't I didn't think he did anything to say that he looked bad. 
he just didn't do anything to say he looked good. <laughs> I don't think he, he he didn't seem ready. It seemed like it was he just needs there. to get stronger. He needs yeah. to get a lot stronger. Like like Poe can, can set, and I don't think Donovan West was kind of like he was. I, I wouldn't call. I wouldn't say ragdoll or anything like that. But he just wasn't as stout in his pass pro. Appreciate that, Adam. Appreciate that. Yeah, preaching. That's my. He boy, wasn't America. as stout in his pass pro. Donovan West was, but um, I don't. Did he get picked up? You know, by him. I, I didn't. Uh, no, no. He, got he hasn't up. gotten yeah. picked up. So he just out on the street. Like wow. Uh, but and, uh, and it's crazy. Well, I guess it's not crazy because he did go undrafted, right? So yeah. Um, but he was like slated to be like a th- well, a second, third, a third, rounder. second, third round pick. Yeah, and he went undrafted. So <laughs> yeah, I was. I'm sure he'll, was he'll get picked up somewhere. But yeah. It is what it is, but uh, uh, like, uh, hey, dude, I really appreciate having you on, Jay. Hey. Like, uh, I appreciate you coming on. Anything, any last, like, kind of takes, any hot takes that you got, like, uh, that you want to bring up before we get out of here? Uh, let's see, hot takes. Uh, I think Trey Lance will lead us to the playoffs. I, I think um, Trey Lance will will disregard the noise coming from the outside world. Um, I think he's going to fight through the adversity because that's what it is, um, and that's what every professional at any level has to do. You got to fight through adversity. Not everything's going to go your way. Um, yeah, your feelings may get hurt or whatever, or you may get doubted in, in whatever you do, but you have to rise to the occasion and fight through that adversity. I think that's what Trey Lance will do. I'm predicting uh, 29 touchdowns, nine interceptions, and uh, I think Trey Lance will ball this year. There will be some bumps in, road, in the road for sure. That's yeah, what I'm expecting. Sure. Um, but I think with this offense, with, with Kyle Shanahan, I think Trey Lance is, is probably the, the best uh, quarterback from that class. When mm-hmm. you talk about ter- talent and coaching surrounding that quarterback, you, you, you can look up Justin Fields, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. I think Trey Lance is in the best spot to succeed. Uh, all pro wide receiver, all pro left tackle, all pro mm-hmm. tight end. Um, you know, top three, top five defense behind him. And and we know we're going to run the ball 30 to 35 times. So, <laughs> it's uh, man, I can't wait till week one against Chicago. I know Chicago is, might be one of the worst teams in the NFL, uh, but you, you still got to go out there and play and execute. And if we play like we did against the Texans, hey, oh, Chicago a has long a chance. Day. Yeah, it'll be a long <laughs> day. Chicago definitely has a chance. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the like – uh. And as we get out of my, like, uh, I'm going to bounce off of your hot take. I want everybody to understand something. Th- this is the thing about Trey and people that say that Trey's not ready. Like, uh, look, l- listen, <laughs> we draft this team, this team, because you just talked about it, like all the wide receivers, all the people, all the skill positions, the defense, like uh, the running backs, like uh, all the wide receivers, they drag, they drug Jimmy G to an NFC championship. Like, and he had to do minimal, minimal work. Right. right. Like, the, Trey has, at the very least, he has, like, elite uh, characteristic, elite traits. Right. And he can do some of the things that we just wish Jimmy could have done. So, if if this team can drag Jimmy, this team, I feel like, can drag uh, Trey. And it doesn't, but I don't think it's going to come to that. I think that the offense is going to look better. But even if it doesn't, I think that this team is able is going to be able to drag Trey to at least 10 wins and uh, at least the same amount of wins that we had last year. And we are going to make the playoffs like uh, I, I agree with you on the 29 touchdown. I think that he's going to throw for about the same amount of yards that Jimmy did about 35, 38 thousand. 
and or actually he he almost threw for four thousand last year i think yeah like it was like 39 but uh, i'm i'm planning on 35 to 39 plus i think he's gonna run for like 700 yards uh so uh that's the way i'm looking at it but like just give the kid a second to breathe (laughs) and like and to kind of settle in like uh i just he doesn't seem to be pressured at all. And, uh, and that's a, it, it seems like he has a personality that's kind of, he lets things roll off his back. So I think that that's going to serve him well in these and situations. He, and he's, he's very mature for his age. Mm-hmm. You can tell yeah, he takes accountability uh, for, for mistakes that have been made. Uh, Jimmy G not, you know, sometimes he didn't always do that. Sometimes yes. he would say a lot of we and not me. Uh, and when there's mistakes made, Trey says, I got to get better. I have to do things better. And exactly. you know, that's, I love that's it. very, very telling for a 22-year-old that he's that mature. The only issue I could see arising if everyone's healthy is the, the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to remember that this team last year had a Pro Bowl caliber guard in Lincoln Tomlinson, had yes. Alex Mack, and then you had you know Brunskill at that right guard spot. So, And now we go to what Spencer Burford. Um, Jake Brindle and um, uh, Banks, Aaron Banks. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's, you know, <laughs> you're going from an experienced interior offensive line to basically no experience. So I think the offensive line is going to have some bumps in the road. I think from week one to week five to week 10 to week 12, I think it's going to continue to get better. Um, but we mm-hmm. just have to allow them to work through that. And, and, and that's my only, I would say, knock on the Niners. Uh, this offseason like obviously the draft we did great right some say we mishandled the jimmy situation but you know whatever i think i think it's it's working out so far um obviously he's playing at a reduced salary but this interior offensive line the niners didn't really obviously hindsight's 2020 i wish we we could have kept lincoln tomlinson uh, but there's no way i think he's making like 13 million dollars a year there's no way they weren't they weren't paying him no, <laughs> like so it wasn't he, gonna... he, he he deserves every penny he got. I think he yeah. only missed like one start in five years with the Niners. That was a hell of yeah. a trade that John Lynch made in 2017 with Detroit trading like a day three pick for him. So, you know, that was a people hell of were a upset. The people yeah. were upset still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but you just go from an experienced offensive line to no experience. That's unfortunate. But, you know, with with Shanahan scheming things out, uh, I think, hey, I think we'll we'll make it work. I think we'll make it work and uh, we'll still yeah. be successful. Yeah. Good, good stuff. And like, uh, once again, like I appreciate having you on Jay. It, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was great having you and talk and talking 49er football. And we are, we are a week away. We are a Oof. week away wait. and uh, everybody's excited. I know I am. I know you are. Uh, but uh, one last time, like, uh, Hey, everybody, I appreciate having you in the chat. I appreciate all the support on Twitter. I, I appreciate all the, the new subscribers. We are now, I am now a hundred at a hundred subscribers, which is just <laughs> crazy to even think of. It hasn't even been a year. So I, I like, I thank all of you. Like I can't, I'm a, I'm very humble in this moment. So it's uh, I appreciate all of you. And, but remember that to share like comment and, uh, and like, yeah, smash that like button right. and always subscribe, tell your friends to subscribe. And also I have my audio, like I always rip the audio and put it on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Nice. So you can always find it there too. tell your friends if they don't have time to watch YouTube, they can always find it, the audio version. Uh, but one last time, Jay, tell them where they can find you because I know they can find you everywhere. 
Hey, absolutely. And huge shout out to everyone that was in the chat tonight. Um, appreciate you guys being here, you guys and gals being here. But you can find me, Facebook, IG, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube at Jay in the Bay. And I talk all things 49ers. And uh, yeah, week one can't come any sooner. I'm counting down the days, the minutes, the hours, the seconds. I can't wait. Um, and I'm also looking forward to that Thursday night game coming up against the Bills and Rams. What a hell of a way to kick it off. Um, you know, so I uh, can't wait. Week one can't come any sooner, man. And yeah, I appreciate you for allowing me to come on your platform tonight on the Niner Fanatic podcast. I think we will have another podcast. Maybe I'll bring oh, you absolutely. on my channel as well. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm down anytime. But uh, th thank you guys once again. And as always, go Niners. Go Niners.